you're mapping out sales funnels and whipping up copy for Facebook ads like it's your job. And it probably is your job. But between creating campaigns and measuring analytics, it can sometimes feel impossible to stay on top of all of your client communication. You know the client experience is essential to repeat clients. But hell, if you know how to nurture those long-term relationships, that's where we step in. In this episode, we're going to give you the exact formula we use to onboard clients from small agencies to large. You don't want to miss this. Let's get started. Welcome to the Happy Clients Podcast, brought to you by Dot and Company. Whether you're a virtual assistant, an agency owner, or a client-facing account manager, we all deal with clients. Lucky for you, client management is what we do best. Now, let's dig in. Chat cam life and have some fun along the way. Here's to happy clients. Onboarding is such a great way to make a really cool impression and get to know your clients. Onboarding is definitely twofold. It can be a little bit stressful. There's a lot of information you need right up front, but it's also such a great way to really prove yourself and get to know those clients. Yeah. And I find clients are so excited at this part of the journey yeah. because they've had the sales call. They're talking about their business. They, they see what's possible. So then when you step in as the client account manager and you are taking over that relationship, it's a time when everyone's just really excited. The agency's excited to have a new client. The mm -hmm. client is excited to get some results and then you get to really shine and show them what you've got. So I agree. It's my favorite. Yeah. You're so right. Cause people will come in and just be so interested. You know, they heard the testimonials. They know the agency is great. So they're just so interested in getting everything done and moving forward. And yeah, you're right. They're just so excited. So it's a really great time to be client facing because they're pumped. <laughs> so one of the things digital marketing agencies always ask us is how do you onboard clients without a hiccup? Well, it's a great question and something that we get all the time. We've onboarded more clients than we can count, like probably hundreds. So we've tried and tested and retested our process, so it's just right. And now we're sharing it with you. But this is especially important. One client of ours comes to mind where they're so niched that the process is the same over and over. So it's really exciting to even improve on that process because just with every welcome call, it's like the opportunity to be more efficient and be more conversational and really build that relationship while you get all this information. It's really cool when people ask us how to onboard because every situation kind of starts at one place and then can really evolve to something else. Yeah. And if you haven't already downloaded our onboarding flow, make sure you pause this episode right now, go grab that and then follow along because we're going to walk you through this exact onboarding flow that we use. So it's at www.dotandcompany.co slash checklist, grab it. And we're going to walk you through. Let's dig in. Okay. So looking at the onboarding flow, stage zero is where everything starts. It's that pre-work stage. So you or someone on your team is on the sales call promising the world to these potential clients. And then they're like, okay, let's do it. But when they sign on the dotted line, you start to go into panic mode. How am I going to deliver all these things to the client that I promised? And you know, what are all the things I need to do now? And what if they don't resign in three months? And what if they don't like us? And what if they don't get the results? This is where the pre-work stage happens. It's in your workflow. 
first, you're going to hand over all of the sales details to your client account manager or whoever's gonna be communicating with the client. This is everything from what the client's goals are. Do you know something that we should know? Do they have pets and dogs and do they like wine or are they moving or whatever that looks like? That client account manager will go in and set up your internal communication Slack channel or maybe use Skype or whatever that looks like. And then you can start the workflow. So this initial stage is kind of like giving all the details over to your team so we know what's going to happen. And really not having any detail left out because even like you said, I think you said they were moving or something, right? Like those special little little details that really have nothing to do with digital marketing, but really make the client feel like super appreciated and supported. So all that information in the account manager's hands is so good just to start that relationship off on a really great foot. After we kind of have all those details, we move on to stage one. It's the contracts and invoice, which is all about money and administrative tasks and really getting that out of the way. So next up, just show me the money. We know you started your business to change the game for other businesses, but you also have to make money to do that. So if you get awkward asking clients to cough up cash, this stage of the workflow will hold you accountable. So definitely it can be awkward. We all kind of, you know, just get a little squirmy talking about money. I shouldn't say we all, but sometimes it can definitely get weird. And not weird in a negative way, but just kind of like, come on, give me the cash, right? So if you need to kind of get it all laid out and super organized so it's less awkward and weird, you can do it with our workflow and this stage one contracts and invoice, right? So from sending your contracts to invoices to making sure they've actually been paid before you move on to the next stage, um, we can always check those off our lists and it's super important so we can kind of get the ball rolling. And it's good to hold that accountability on the client as well. Yeah. And I think it's really important to have this stage almost like the gate to the next stage. Like if you think of it like that, you cannot go onto the onboarding until these are taken care of. So then you know that you can't start this next stage until the client's paid or your team knows whoever's taking care of that. So stage two is where the actual onboarding starts. And this is the fun part. So they've paid and you're officially in business. This is the stage when you onboard your client from the technical side. So think sending intro emails and sending the client briefing documents, setting up the Google Drive folders, and even old-fashioned snail mail. We actually send handwritten cards to a lot of our clients. They love it. And it's just this nice kind of stage. And if you have it in your checklist, it'll, you'll make sure that it gets done or someone else is held accountable. Yeah, totally. And I think something to bring up when you're doing this onboarding, like, yeah, it's very client and account manager heavy, but the account manager is also going to want to touch base internally. What does the media buyer need? What assets are available? Do we have business manager or what are we working with here? So just to make sure that this list is full of everything that's needed. So when you actually do get to check it off and move on to the next phase that you actually have all your ducks in a row. So next up is stage three, which is the kickoff call. And Taylor, you know me, I love a kickoff call. Not only is this like such a great a great opportunity to meet the client, but also to like rep your agency and really showboat around a little. Like we're the best in the league. We know what we're doing. So it's, it's just such a great sort of starter because like you said, they're excited. We're excited to have them on. It's such a good vibe on both sides. So 
We're letting you in on a little secret. The kickoff call is more important than a kickoff call. It's an opportunity to get to know your client like a BFF. I've always had this sort of, I don't know, thing about me that like, yeah, I need, I need people to like me. So it's such a great way for people to not only like me, but trust me, um, working on their account and also that I'm an expert in the field. I know what I'm talking about. I know the strategy and you're in good hands, right? We want to talk all that sort of digital marketing stuff, but then we also really want to get to know the client and the kickoff call is a great way to do that. I work with a client now where we're talking all the time and we both are sharing dirty little secrets like eating pie for breakfast and, you know, walking dogs. It's always good to have those personal touches as well. There's always moms around there, dads that have kids. Do you love wine? Do you like a good trashy TV show? There's all these different sort of um, angles you can work to really get to know your client. Then you can wrap things up with the next steps of a friendly recap email and get your next virtual coffee date on the books. So just follow up, always pleasant, but also with the details. Like I said, it builds that trust and we wanna position ourselves as client account managers as kind of the friendly face, but also a face that like really knows their stuff. You can count on us, we know the strategy, we know where your account's gonna be, we know what happens week one, two, three, four, and five. Position it as your BFF, and your strategic partner. Yeah, and Katie, I would say that you are exceptionally good at kickoff calls and building those relationships. I know I'm tooting your horn here, but like, <laughs> I just you. feel like clients have this trust in you from the beginning. And maybe it's just a personality thing, but is there anything particular that you do or say to build trust? Or is it just kind of having that really good conversation with them? Yeah, that's a great question, Taylor. Like sometimes we know people that are great conversationalists. They're super personable, but like the welcome call just goes flat because there's maybe a craft to it. We don't want to talk too much, but you need to fill in the gaps. We don't want to talk too much personal and not enough product. And you really need to know your client as well. And probably this comes with our expertise, but what we do is we can probably figure that out pretty early on. Are they going to want to tell me about eating pie for breakfast or are they going to want to just talk shop? You know, so there's a fine line and really reading the room is super important. I guess that's my secret. Leaning in on what they're telling you and kind of going from there. Yeah. And I find whenever I'm kind of in in those kickoff calls, when it could be awkward, you don't know yet, Mm -hmm. asking them questions about them and their business and their life, like always asking them and be like, so like you live in Tampa. That's amazing. What do you do for fun? Like kind of like asking them more. And I find that kind of opens up a conversation. Yeah, totally. And just on this sort of like virtual world too, where you don't really meet people in person, um, you kind of have to just, yeah, open up those get to know you gates right, uh, right away, because that's how you're going to build that trust when you know you don't always get the sort of person to person feeling and i think you're right taylor like when you ask people about their business they pop off they love it yeah <laughs> that's yep. a definite great way to start any welcome call because people are these usually are well a lot of the time are small business owners and they are so passionate about their products or their coaching and they just want to tell you all about how great it is. So that allows you to 
get all the information on their business and some background, but also really gives you an opportunity to listen and, you know, record those special details that will come in handy as you move forward. Absolutely. So next stage in the onboarding flow is stage number four, scope management. For most clients, this is going to change client to client based on what we're doing for them. But this is where you and the team, whether it's the media buying or the creative team are going to get together and scope out the entire project. So maybe it's creating video ads, scripts, um, editing, copy, landing pages, everything that needs to be done goes in this section. It's going to change every time, but this is really important so that you can make sure as the project manager or the client account manager, everything is happening on time. Things are getting, you know, falling through the cracks. Clients are getting back to you. Media buyers are getting back to you and everything's kind of happening moving forward before we can go live. Yeah, totally. This is where your project management skills really come into place and make sure that the team's on track. Um, People are working around the world often. They're in different countries. They're definitely in different states, international as well. Just kind of getting it to a place where the client's super informed about what's going on, what's happening and when it's happening, and also the internal team, right? It does become um, a lot in your hands and a lot out of your hands all at the same time. But the scope management is actually such an important piece just because we we know that too much time can maybe not be well received all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So stage five is, I guess, I know I said the kickoff call was good, but ongoing management is also a really cool phase because things are done, ads are live, results are being produced and clients are usually pretty happy at this point. You know, we're launched, the kind of hard part's over, so they say, but just we have everything we need. It's not back and forth. It's now all the good news, right? We've launched. Here are early results. Here's what's happening. This is what we're working on. So client management doesn't stop after the kickoff call. There's always ongoing management for both the project and your client. You know, you don't just like launch ads and like forget about them. Of course, nobody does that, right? So this is where you generate regular reports and your client video updates and schedule phone dates so they feel extra taken care of. So I always like to have, definitely in that first month, that first sort of ongoing client management weekly calls, just a little touch base to kind of go over the results. And then they can kind of peter out as you get, you know, the results start coming in and they're feeling a little more comfortable about what's happening, especially if people are kind of new to digital marketing. It's like and an education. You, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like just even what they're looking for, right? You can't really send them an arbitrary email with like all these acronyms and they don't even know what's going on. Sometimes that'll happen for sure. That's why the video updates are also helpful as well. They're not always actively in something like a business manager or, you know, the back end platforms. So it's good to educate them on on what the ongoing KPIs are. Yeah. And then this kind of this stage kind of flows into the next stage, six happy clients. The happy client section of the onboarding flow is really just a reminder for you to keep your clients happy because happy clients aren't just informed of the results and things that are going on. They're spoiled. So there's thoughtful touches that you can be sending clients like a happiness survey. We have this in our business and we plug and play into the agencies that we work with, but just a a survey asking them how happy they are. This not only reassures the client that what we're doing is, is 
satisfactory to them, but they feel taken care of. And then it opens up the question for testimonials or case studies. And it's just easier because if they're happy, then they're more likely to say good things about you. Agency owners love a testimonial. They want you to get a testimonial ASAP. And the happier they are, you know, you really have to kind of go when they're happy. So when things are kind of going in the right direction, up, up, and up, that's when you want to really go for the testimonial because you know the client's super happy. And then, yeah, send them something special. Thanks for doing that. Here's a Starbucks gift card. It's those sort of special touches that really make people, well, it makes agencies stand out and also makes people feel special, right? Taken care of. Yeah, exactly. Like a a Starbucks gift card every once in a while because you can't take them for a real coffee date. Things like that just go go a long way. So with all of that said, now you know what you need to do. Make sure you have that checklist, dotandcompany.co forward slash checklist. Implement that into your business and just use this as a tool to scale, but also not forgetting all these little details that make a huge difference. So thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Happy Clients Podcast. If you enjoyed this or got any kind of wisdom from it, please share with your friends. Until next time, cheers Cheers to happy happy clients. clients.